the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, claims of the paranormal. No, we take part ourselves. Yes, when they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Ross Blotcher. And I'm Ross Blotcher. Nope. And I'm Carrie Poppy. That's right. That's right. And we are back with more Gail Thackeray. There's so much more Gail Thackeray. And this time I was going back to see her keynote speech, Trauma Release Through Regression. But first, Ross, you're holding up the program from the event and giving it a quizzical look. Well, because guess who's on the back of the program? Gail Thackeray? Yeah, that's, I mean, pride of place with all of these big names at the Conscious Life Expo that she's on the back. Yeah, how much did Gail Thackeray pay for that? Oh, okay. Because remember how I almost spoke at Conscious Life Expo? Yes. Oh, they gave you like a pricing guide. I think so. What is the back pay for the back of the schedule? What is the back pay for Gail Thackeray? (laughs) Conscious Life Expo. Okay, Carrie's looking this up says she's a success coach, and apparently she was involved in four pieces of programming at Conscious Life Expo. Energy healing, remove pain and emotional blocks. I think that was the first one you told us about. I think that's right. Then soulmates and twin flames panel. She was probably up there with... Twin Ray. Twin Ray. You would think. Whoa, Thackray, Twin Ray. Whoa. And then trauma released through past life regression. That's this one, right? Yes. Ooh. And then psychic surgery healing session. <gasps> I yeah, missed that. I, mi- I couldn't uh, believe I missed that. Uh, she met. She mentioned it at the end of this event. It was, was a like, Monday crap. night one. So like after the expo's kind of done, mm-hmm. there's still some things going on on Monday. Oh man, I would have gone back for that. Yeah, I wonder if she's actually doing the thing with the chicken guts. Yeah, yeah. What does the psychic surgery look like? Especially since turns out her connection with John of God is even more extensive than I'd initially grokked. Yeah, she wrote a book about him right ba- back in the day when she could say his name. Yeah, you may remember that last time she had begged off saying, oh, it's not important where I had my big spiritual revelation. It was with a healer. We won't mention their name. Yeah, she wrote a book called Gail Thackeray's Spiritual Journeys Visiting John of God and apparently made a movie called John of God, Just a Man. Wait, Gail Thackeray's is in the title? Yeah. So it'd be like if I wrote a book that was like Carrie Poppy's trauma book? By Carrie Poppy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just like that. So okay. at least on Amazon, I'm seeing <laughs> okay. 13 titles that she's written, including one called The Gift, Psychic Surgeries in the Philippines. Gail Thackeray's The Gift, Psychic Surgery in the Philippines? No. <laughs> that Should would be, be great if all of them started with <laughs> I Gail wanted Tha- to do that for everything. I can add that if you want me to. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. Okay, Okay, you want to hear good. some other, yeah, yeah, yeah. other titles? Okay. okay. Gail Thackeray's What's Up With My Life? <laughs> Finding and Living Your True Purpose. Gail Thackeray's 10 Essential Oils You Must Have. Gail Thackeray's Skyrocket Your Brand. Gail Thackeray's How to Use a Pendulum. <laughs> oh, you like this, don't you? Yeah. Uh, Gail Thackeray's Gemstones for Love, Health, and Money. <laughs> Gail Thackeray's 30 Days to Prosperity. Gail Thackeray's How to Talk to Your Pets. <laughs> Gail Thackeray's Reiki Level 2. Okay. There's also Level 3 in Master. Okay. And, and my favorite that I'm quite intrigued by, Gail Thackeray's Running with Wolves. <laughs> 
A Woman's Memoir of Sex, Scandal, and Seduction. I've got to read some of the description from this one. Okay, yeah. How did a young girl from England... Oh, by the way, uh, listeners have corroborated she is from Yorkshire. The accent works out. Checks out. Okay, good. Okay. How did a young girl from England end up owning the largest erotic library in the world? (laughs) I don't know. Which now makes me wonder how she tittered so much at pussy pain. Oh, good point. From creating a multi-million dollar phone sex biz for the mob to to shaking up Larry Flint's enterprise, Gail shares the raw truth running one of the largest adult companies through the advent of the web. Oh my God, we've missed everything. Okay, we need this book. So we are now the Gail Thackeray podcast. Uh, We're just going to (laughs) be reporting on everything about her. Oh, yeah, this description goes on and it looks juicy. Uh, running with wolves. Got it. Okay. Oh, there's an audiobook. Does she read it? Because. How did a young girl from England end up owning the largest yep, that's erotic her. library in the world? Whew, okay. All right. Hold on. She's... I'm going to order it now because I have credits. She's reading it in such a soporific way for such titillating material. <laughs> totally. Yeah, the inflections didn't seem quite concomitant with the subject matter. But hey, I'm in. I'm going to listen to this. It reminds me of when I was in high school choir, and so was um, my friend Claire. And she would always point out that that song Lady Marmalade was really in. And she thought it was really funny that one of the singers goes, Silky smooth! She was like, shouldn't, if it's smooth... You should be making a smooth sound. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're right. This is a really... Silky smooth. I don't know who the singer was. Louis Armstrong? I think it was Christina Aguilera. Okay. Okay. Anyways, that was a long aside to say that she has put quite a bit of effort into promoting John of God in other platforms. Actually, I'm not sure if that was the point of the diversion. Oh, yes. Yeah, God, at this point. We were talking about her appearances at Conscious Life Expo. That's right. She did a psychic surgery healing session. That's what got us going. Yes. Oh, yeah, what a thing to miss. Well, I paid $45 to go back and see her on Sunday. Okay. But real quick, uh, what else is in that bio for her? It says, Gail is a success coach who believes we can be both materially successful and lead a spiritually empowered life. Ooh, you can have your cake and eat it too. Okay. Uh, She is the author of 30 Days... Oh, I'm sorry. Gail Thackeray's 30 (laughs) Days to Prosperity, a workbook to manifest abundance. Gail Thackeray's What's Up With Your Life... Finding and Living Your True Purpose, and Spiritual Books on Natural Healing and Developing Intuition. She has lead groups around the world Mm -hmm. seeking inner truth and spiritual enlightenment. We are born with a divine blueprint of great potential. Wake up that passion and start living your dreams. All right. Okay. Cool. Well, you know, anything with trauma in the title, I'm showing up. Yeah, yeah. Trauma release through regression, past life regression. Oh, yeah, this sounds right up your alley. Oh, totally. So, we've done past life regressions before. You were Cleopatra or someone very close to her? Cleopatra's friend? No, I think it was Cleopatra's like a handmaiden slave. Oh, wait, some kind of slave. Juicy, yeah, (laughs) yeah. But then we found out that there was a painting of Cleopatra (laughs) on the wall behind me. Not that day, but we came back to that area later. (laughs) I looked at the wall, I was like, oh, there is a giant Cleopatra painted on the wall directly across the street from the psychic out her window. I can just see her now, like looking at you, kind of like glancing behind you, Cleopatra. (laughs) Glass, George Glass. I don't know why she keeps coming up. (laughs) 
Yeah, even if that wasn't intentional, I think it still came from that wall. Mm -hmm. Okay, anyway, in this case, Gail Thackeray is going to release the trauma that is stored in the body from this current life's situations, but which has sort of karmic ancestors in your past life as well. Thank goodness you're encountering someone in this life who can sweep up all the past ones. Right. And she's going to do this for a whole group of people all at once within the span of uh, an hour, hour and a half. Yes. In a conference room. I'm into it. (laughs) So you may recall that in the last episode, she individually healed some people Mm -hmm. of their their physical problems by figuring out what emotional thing was connected to it in their past. Right. And in this case, she's going to spend the first half of her talk doing that same thing. Okay. But then the second half, she's going to teach us to do regressions (gasps) so that we can do them ourselves or do them on other people. Oh, now we're talking. And then she's going to certify us. (gasps) What? Oh, okay. That's right. I think I remember you ending up with the certification. That's oh, this is right. A, this is exciting, folks. That's right. I am certified in past life regression by the one and only Gail Thackray's Gail Thackray. <laughs> okay, so I'll tell you a little about this replay of the healing session, but we'll go through that kind of fast and then tell you about the okay. part that was different. Cool. So first, someone came up to introduce her, uh, this other woman I didn't recognize, and said, so who was at Gail's last event yesterday? And most of us raise our hands, not all. Okay. Oh, and by the way, it was really packed in this room too, but not as packed as the free one, as you might expect. Oh, okay. The $45 a head thinned out the crowd a tiny bit. Yes. Okay. There was enough room for us all to sit in chairs and to turn those chairs and face each other at one point. So that sounds like you got your $45 worth. You got <laughs> yeah. to sit in a chair. <laughs> you give $45, we'll keep this up to fire code. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this person giving the intro said, and you're probably aware that Gail is a sixth generation Reiki master. Which doesn't mean that she comes from ancestors who practice this. That was my mistake. Right. Sixth was- generation, meaning from the person who created the system, it has been passed down from yes. one master to another. And she's like, you know, within Kevin Bacon's reach of the original <laughs> Reiki master. Yeah, it's funny, though, because sixth generation. Yeah, you're right. You're right to see it that way. You want your number to be low. Right. But I feel like with sixth generation, you don't even know. Am I supposed to be impressed by how high that is? Or right, how right. low that Ooh, is? Ooh, 20th generation. But yeah, now we're talking about a dilution. Yeah, really far from the originator. Well, anyway, she's sixth generation. We all know that. And this introduced says, and she's doing so much to help people resolve their traumas. She is really one of the most spectacular healers here. So we all clap for Gail. Gail comes up and right away she wants to know who's in this room and what can I do for you? You know, should I be mostly doing one-on-one healings here for Mm, you guys mm -hmm. or teaching you to do this for other people? I'm a little hung up on the person introducing saying she's one of the most effective healers here at Conscious Life Expo, it just suggests that there's a lineup somewhere of like <laughs> the most effective healers. And I really want to know what that cream of the crop yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Excuse and me, how they... excuse me. Who's the least effective <laughs> healer here? Yeah. And who's the most? And how did you determine that? <laughs> Anyways. 
So she says, I can get a sense in this room that there's a lot of healing energy, a lot of people here who have gotten healings before, but you've probably gotten them from healers who were blocked. And, and I bet there are even some blocked healers who are present here tonight. Whoa. So she says, who's a healer here? And some people give kind of like a, the so-so hand, you know, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. I'm so-so. Yeah, a lot of people just sort of don't seem sure. Like, oh, yeah, I kind of sign off on that, but I maybe I wouldn't hang up a shingle. And she says, okay, okay. So, yeah, I'm getting kind of a, oh, I'm not sure whether I'm devoted to this or not yet. I'd like you to call on me, but I don't want to admit I'm a fraud. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, She says, oh, so do you want me to focus on you guys or on other people? And there's a sort of murmur of response, no real cohesion. So she says, okay, okay, we'll we'll do both. We'll do both. Mm. Everyone says, yay. Okay. So she acknowledges one healer in our midst. There is a man named Mark in the back. And she says, Mark in the back is from the New York Expo. And Uh we all turn to look at him. And he's just this very slick businessman guy just standing in the back. And he kind of gives a like, oh, hello. Uh, uh, Don't look at me. This isn't, uh, I don't like to be the center of attention kind of hand up gesture. Interesting. And I would actually meet this guy later. Okay. So at lunch, he came up to my table and stood with me because there's so few tables. You all have to share them. And he came up up to me and I said, is your name Mark? And uh, and he was like, whoa. whoa yes. Intuitive. Yeah, so impressed. You could have like, really played New that. York? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'm getting East Coast vibes. But I said like, oh, I saw you at Gail Thackeray's thing. And I tried to get him to talk a little about her and mm. he's like, oh, I, I just think she's very talented. I think a lot of people here, I think there's a lot of great talent here. Okay. Okay. So his name is Mark Becker. I looked him up later. Hmm. And right um, now I'm picturing like American Psycho because he said slicked back business guy. Okay. This is the New Life Expo. I'm going to take you through a tour of the New Life Expo, which I've been doing for over 30 years. I want people to reach their maximum potential. I want people to open up their minds to all possibilities. At the beginning, I was telling people we're going to use magnets and crystals. We're going to have air purifiers and water purifiers. You're going to buy bottled water. You're going to take herbs. You're going to do yoga. And they thought I was crazy. And I am crazy because right now, more important than ever, is to learn how to strengthen your immune system, especially with this virus, supposed virus going on. So people will learn what to do if they had a vaccination, how to negate the effects. They'll learn what to do if they didn't have a vaccination. They'll learn what to do if they had COVID, if they didn't have COVID. So Mark is a COVID truther. He he doesn't think that COVID is caused by a virus, but the vaccine is still bad. That's not at all what I was expecting. He looks like a spiritual type, maybe like a I live near the beach retiree or something. Mm -hmm. Long hair, very tan skin. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of what he looked like when you saw him? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess I see a lot of those people in LA and I still just think like rich businessman with that. That's the version of the personality. Yeah, yeah. Could be the, you know, the the, the Santa Monica rich guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was just hearing that in uh, Portland, Oregon, there's a lot of people who are super rich, but they don't look at. Oh, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. They go for the. plaid. Yeah, you know, they're just going for the low-key exterior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they got a ton of money. Anyway, so she determines that there are some healers here, but many people aren't. So she says, okay, and how many of you have had past life regression? Um. And a bunch of us raise our hands. And then she says, how many of you have had a spontaneous glimpse into a past life? Like you're doing something and you have deja vu doing it. 
Mm. you know, more hands. Mm -hmm. She says, that's a past life. That was a past life. How many of you have recurring health issues with an unclear source? Many people do. Uh, How many of you have physical problems? Now it's getting like very broad, Mm -hmm. more people. And she says, you can be miraculously healed by finding the traumatic memory in this life or a past life and clearing that energy. And this time she's going to say trauma a lot more than she did in that first talk. And it sounds like she's promoting this past life explanation as far more than just one factor to consider. It sounds like she's saying like, oh, yeah, these things are caused by stuff that happened in your past lives. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She. I. There was no one that she stopped and said, oh, no, that's not a past life. Your foot hurts because you broke your foot. Yeah. If you broke your foot, then the cause of your foot pain is not the injury. It is the circumstance you put yourself into when you broke your foot. And that circumstance Um, was driven by your traumatic reenactment of your past life experience. Oh, this is already too much. I I do like it's very Scientology. Yeah. Yeah, it's very engrammy. Uh-huh. There's a certain economy to this belief in past lives that I appreciate. Just that you're sort of recycling souls rather than having this endless well of souls that new individuals mm. come from. The main problem I see with that, though, is that, well, I don't know if it's the main problem. It's a problem that there's more people now than at any time in the past. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess you just had people sporadically showing up. But at any point you would pick in the past, there were fewer people on the playing field mm-hmm. currently enjoying a life than there are now. So that means you had to have a lot of people in the dugout just waiting to experience a life. And now finally they're all here. Or maybe there's a lot more that are sitting on the benches. Or there's new souls being created. Sometimes there are new ones. Maybe. But then she'd have to admit that there's people walking around who don't have past yeah. lives. And yeah, it doesn't seem like point. many of these past life folks maybe are willing to commit say, to that. Maybe she'd say, oh, they are walking around, but they don't come here because they don't have a bunch of complaints to heal. Right. Yeah. Interesting. In which case, sounds like it's advantageous to not have a bunch of past lives. Yeah. But what, <laughs> what were right. you doing all this time beforehand? Just like waiting in the before times, hanging out in heaven? I think that soul just wasn't even created. God on August... 8th 2023 was like i'm out i gotta make more okay and then he makes fresh batch 35 more so she says we're going to be doing this memory work and you're going to be opening up a memory and so you're going to get more and more of that memory over the next few days you might get a little bit in this room but as the days and weeks go on little bits of it are going to flit into your awareness that you didn't even get here today and if you don't i'll never hear about it because i'll be gone (laughs) Also, that's a very easy thing to set up for someone so they start inventing things. Right, Confabulating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she tells us more about her theology, but I'll slam through this because we learned so much about it last time. Again, anyone in your family of origin, anyone in your immediate, very important social network, these are all people you knew from your past life. Ross and I certainly would be people who have known each other well, our entire existence as souls. This seems inefficient, and like it creates... <laughs> permutational problems but okay yeah sure and there are themes moral lessons physical problems purpose issues that recur for many lifetimes for each soul see this bothers me because like our current generations move around a lot more than previous ones did Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. you know it's very easy for me to be good friends with somebody who grew up in brazil say Mm -hmm. 
but now our lives are intertwined and our friend connections. So if you say that we knew each other in a past life, well, then we probably had to be living within the same locale of one another. Ah, right. Yeah, but that sort of breaks down. Now, all of a sudden, all of their friend group also had to live close to them. Oh, right. Yeah, I, I don't see this extending into the past, That's especially, a really good point. especially with fewer people as you go farther back. So Yeah, yeah, because everyone knew, what, 100 people maximum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Sensing a plot hole. So I don't know if he mentioned this last time, but when you cross over, also known as dying, you wait for the other people in your soul group. It's sort of like that idea in Christianity that some people have that after you die, you go into a holding place and you wait for the tribulation or whatever, and then Mm, everybody's mm -hmm. released. It's like that, except it's just your soul group. So if Kara dies 10 years before you, she's put into sort of a holding pattern until you go to. Like a boarding group in the sky? (laughs) Yeah. And then the whole graduating class goes through the next rank together. Uh, All right. So far, I'm unimpressed, but I'll I'll hear her out. (laughs) So when you're doing this crossing over process with your soul group, you do a life review. All right. I've heard that idea before. Yeah. Did you ever see Defending Your Life? Oh, yeah. Robert Brooks. I love that movie. (laughs) This has come up on the podcast before, but yes, now I have. Okay. Yeah, it's so good. So anyway, it's like that. Like you watch your whole life, but then you think about what you were good and bad with. And that's when you do those agreements that you liked so much from the last episode where you decide (laughs) which problems you're gonna have in your next life because you didn't do so hot nobody does this this doesn't happen (laughs) it's ridiculous i don't think this happened no (laughs) yeah it's a dumb idea but okay (laughs) keep going gail You choose your financial situation. No. You choose your financial difficulty. You choose your parents. You choose your childhood, whether it was difficult or not. You choose your siblings. You choose your soulmate. You choose your romantic connections. If someone harms you in this life, you harms them in a past life, so you chose that in order to make it up to them. Okay? No, it's not okay. (laughs) it's inefficient it's unrealistic it's unhelpful i don't like anything about that oh i'm for my next life clearly i'm deficient in these i'm trying to picture myself doing it after my life that i'm in right now yeah and i look back and i say well geez uh okay i could have done things better so in the next life let's make a little plan for myself i don't know why couldn't i do that while i was still alive elements of this feel vindictive like oh yeah oh yeah if i harm you let's say let's assume unintentionally i harm you sometime in the course of our friendship and then when i die you're like i'm gonna get home so bad this time you know (laughs) it's like not a really healthy way oh and clearly in this next life i or you need to get kicked out of our home three times or experience poverty or yeah what no yeah Yeah. that's not a way to learn things But then we're going to forget that we decided on this. Yeah. Until some lady tells us that we did that. And then then it's okay to remember even though the whole design has been for us not it's to. It's a remember. bad system. <laughs> this didn't happen. <laughs> so she gives an example. Let's say you were a soldier in World War II. Okay. And the last thing that happened was you stood on a land bomb and blew off your leg and your leg is gone. 
So that energy is still there in that leg. And so you may suddenly have an injury in that leg in this life and think, well, I fell down the stairs or a car backed into me. And that's why that happens. But no. (laughs) (laughs) Or someone put a rod in my back. Right. But no. It's not the car running over you. It's World War II. But didn't you in the life before you were a World War II soldier decide that you needed to have your leg blown off? Isn't that how this yes, works? that's also this true. This is stupid. All of this is stupid. It's way, it makes way more sense if you just assume that life is random and things happen to you and the world doesn't, it doesn't hate you. It doesn't love you. It's just indifferent. Yeah. It's a world doing right. its world thing and you're just in its way. You're actually you're not part the star of, of the story. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so then she starts to do those same kind of feelings, kind of led by cold reading impulses. And she's walking through the crowd, asking people what their physical or emotional complaints are. And this time she starts by asking if anyone has a birthmark. And a bunch of people would answer her, but I just want to note here, I counted up how many volunteers she actually talked to in the course of walking through, because it was so rapid. Mm -hmm. And she got through 15 people. Oh, that's pretty good. It is really fast. And when I go through, you'll see how little attention she gives to each person. Okay. So she asked about the birthmark. There's one woman who says, yeah, I have a birthmark. I have it on my back. And Gail's like, that's a bullet wound. Who else? Whoa, what? Okay, so she just instantly, because of her amazing spiritual ability, can rewind these past lives from some person she's just seeing across the room. She knows that back birthmark was a bullet wound. That's right. And you know why she knows? Because she hears it. She's clairaudient. Oh, so someone else is hip to this and telling her. Her guides. Yeah, okay. Yep. Okay, volunteer number two. Someone over on the other side of the room. I also have a beauty mark. It's on my butt. It's a, It looks like a circle of islands on my butt. Oh, oh, that's interesting info. Okay, what is she going to say to that? Okay, yeah, you want to guess? <sighs> the islands are tempting. Like, I feel like she's going to want something to explain the island pattern. But I'm just going to go with, like, an explosive. No... Gail wasn't sure, but it was something in the 1400s. It was made of armor. It was a spiky thing. Some kind of accident from battle or torture. All right. Okay, third birthmark. Someone with one on their ankle. And she says, my mom has the same thing. Gail ignores that. And she says, that's a rope mark. In a past life, you were tied up. Anyone else? What? Next next person. Well, then anybody who's ever been tied up, do they have future selves that have these same marks around their ankles? You think that would be quite common? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next person is just like, I have a hip problem. So now it's really a free for all. But (laughs) this person was born with a hip condition. And she says, oh, yeah, that's because you had it smashed several times in another life. Who else? Next person says, I have a birthmark on the back of my arm. And she says, oh, yeah, you were hit by an arrow in a past life as a Native American and it didn't kill you. It was a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then that woman said that she didn't know she had Native American guides, but she's recently learned that. So there you go. Mm, Verification. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Multiple independent lines of evidence. Yeah. (laughs) 
So now we're getting more and more hands and half the people are still like, but I had a birthmark. That's what the actual question was. Mm -hmm. And then half the people are like, are we talking about medical conditions now? (laughs) So next person says, I have a birthmark on my upper thigh. And she says, yes, that was in a fight. It was something deliberate. Someone did that to you. It's a big wooden thing, a spear. I feel like there's a couple motivating factors going on here. One is, you know, everyone just wants to be heard and share their stories. Hey, I want to talk about my bodily injuries. And another one is we all want stories. Uh Everything's better when it's told in the context of a story. We want to be part of a story. We remember things better when they're parts of stories. Mm -hmm. I can see why this is appealing. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it it makes your life a lot tidier and more explicable. So the next person was me. Um, So I raised my hand and I said, I don't know if this is the right kind of thing, but I was born with a hole in my heart. Oh. I was. It closed up on its own. Whoa. Um, And she said, yes, yours is emotional. You have some emotional trauma. And we're going to get into that. But I also feel that you were killed that way. Whoa. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So emotional trauma killed through my heart somehow. And then she said, but it is in your heart chakra. Okay. So three explanations in one. Yeah. Pick, choose, match. I would have thought it was just like a fetal development thing. Uh-huh. But no. Nope. Because that happens. But no, 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 no. It's emotional trauma killed that way, heart chakra. Next person raises her hand and is like, I was born blind. And it was so obvious to me that this woman is blind now. She was using a cane. She had glasses on. She's like, I was born blind and Gail, who is supposed to be a medical seer, is like, oh, and you got over it? You, you just healed? And she's like, oh, no. No. <laughs> why Why would you? Oh, Gail. No. <laughs> Gail I'm Thack- blind now. <laughs> Gail Thackeray's Insensitive Guess <laughs> by mean, Gail Thackeray. It is, but it's also like, girl, you're doing your job right now. You're cold reading. Look around for canes. I wonder if this could be the same sight-impaired person that tried to get healed by Kimberly Meredith last year. Oh, maybe. Well, she did. Maybe these details will remind you. She did say, I don't have this in my notes, but I recall her saying, I can see like light patches and stuff, but like the big E on a eye chart, I have to use glasses to see that from gotcha. any distance. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily uh, confirm or deny. Oh, okay. So Gail, though, had an explanation. This woman was a seer many times in a past life. But she was always persecuted for being psychic. And so she has a fear of being a seer, and her own fear of vision is what made her blind. Oh, none of this is necessary. I don't like this layer of explanation, because if you scrape it off, everything is so much better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, everything makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, why introduce this? Also, I see a problem. She's like a little chaos machine. Okay, what's the problem? This is supposed to be instantaneous healing. Shouldn't this woman not be blind now that you told her where it came from? Right. But I think since her thing is, it would be so obvious if a blind person could suddenly see. Yes. So she had to move on quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and hmm. I, I was just like, what? that was the test. Yeah. That was the test. Yeah. But I, just we a would moment be, passed. If the woman suddenly said, 
oh, wow, I can see much better right. immediately. Of course, Gail Thackeray would love that mm-hmm. and embrace that. But the fact that it doesn't happen, meh. E- e- right, right. So Gail says to the crowd, okay, who here has a strained relationship with their family? Oh, yeah. What percentage is that? It was definitely a big chunk. So she was like, yeah, a lot of outsiders, a lot of black sheep, right? And everyone's like, mm. And she says, who feels like they didn't belong? And she finds this one volunteer. And she says, you were very different from the others, weren't you? And she's like, yes, my siblings. I have four sisters and one brother. And... Gail says, yes, and there's a closeness between them, and it feels like you're not actually in on it, right? She's like, oh, my God, yes. Hmm. Now, of course, she got this from I don't feel like I belong to my family, but okay. Well, if it's cold reading, pretty good execution of a cold reading. Yeah, totally. Just extrapolate plus 10% Mm -hmm. each time. Mm -hmm. Ooh, yeah, I like that. That's a good general rule. Okay, so I feel like this was suggested to me. I'm going to push it just a little bit farther, enough that I can reel it in if I have to. exactly. But it'll sound pretty impressive if I don't have to. Yeah, it's like amplify and withdraw, amplify and withdraw, amplify, amplify. Okay, but she does give this woman maybe the best advice she'll give tonight, which is a low bar, But this woman who doesn't get along with her family, Gail says, well, you know, you can't change how people are, but what you can do is change yourself and you'll be amazed at how other people change. (laughs) It's like, yeah, that's- Good general advice. Yeah, that's okay advice. I don't know why I paid $45 for it at a healing thing, but- Good. I guess when you've got everybody here for whatever purpose, every now and then you can just insert your general good life advice. It feels like Bashar- does that all the time. Yes, totally. Like, oh, I've got a convenient little maxim that fits nicely here. And I should give her credit. I don't think she said this one was a past life. She didn't say it wasn't. But okay. I don't think she even brought up this person's past life. Okay. Next person I have in my notes is Sad Sister. She has a bad relationship with her brother and her brother's wife. And so Gail said, they persecute you, don't they? They think you're weird. And mm. she said, Yes! Okay. Which I think is really interesting. I mean, like, she must just be picking up on the vibe of this crowd that, like, a lot of these people feel estranged from their families. They Mm -hmm. feel, like, just sort of on the edge of some, I don't know, some way that you're phenotypically different from your family of origin. For every person at the Conscious Life Expo, there is an uncomfortable Thanksgiving. Yeah, it really seems like that. Yeah. So they persecute you. You think they think you're weird? She says, yes. And Gail says, yes. You were in the Salem witch trials. Oh, wow. And now they're afraid of you. Whoa. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, Okay, then she calls on another person, raising their hand in the back, and that person says she has a pattern of abandonment with her mother, and what does Gail see for her? So now we're getting that more kind of psychic, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone's realizing, oh, if you can just see it, I'll just ask you what you see for me. Right. Gail says... Yes, there was a separation in your past life. You were the mother and she was the child. And everyone goes, "Ah." Okay. (laughs) And the woman was like, that makes sense. I feel like the mother sometimes. Hey, we're in the we're in the in between life. How about this time we switch it up? So I was just your mom. (laughs) Can I be your daughter next time? Yeah. So weird. I mean, the first thing I would do is be like, well, that was fun. And turn around and like find somebody else like, hey, why don't we match up this time? Oh, wow. You're just going to dump me. Yeah. You're going to dump me. You're going to dump Kara, Andrew. We had a podcast. Wow. That was great. Really the enjoyed that. The first thing you're going to do Who's in this? the afterlife. Hey, Max. Like- hey, Max. 
hey, let's hook up. I've already I've already lived a wow. few lives with Carrie. Wow. We've known each other for wow. 20 lives. Wow. I think we're good. We've yeah. learned what we can from each other. The first thing. <laughs> the first thing. <laughs> I like how insulted you are. <laughs> Well, I mean, what's really insulting about it is we probably will die together there is, and be thrown into a shallow grave. There is a non-zero and in, chance. You're, in your last dying breath, you're going to be like, <laughs> the very first thing I'm going to do, <laughs> I'm going to be like, give me someone else. I'm getting all new friends in the afterlife. <laughs> My friend Chris, uh, that's his refrain anytime, I don't know, we like make fun of him in the group or something. He just says, I need all new friends. <laughs> him from college whenever he would get to a red light that like was taking too long because the red lights in our college town weren't metered they Mm -hmm. were just timed so you'd often just sit there for five minutes Uh he would just sit there honking and saying i hate life i hate life okay so volunteer number 12 she was an adopted daughter. Have these all been women so far? Uh, this time, I think so. Okay. Yeah. So this is an, an adult woman, but she's adopted. And she's like, okay, I was adopted at birth. I have a good relationship with my adoptive parents, but I was born with a hole in my heart. Oh, another hole in the hole heart. Hole in the heart. What's up? Ventricular septal defect. Yeah. Up. So and she's like, I went back and I found my birth mother and it was fine, but... Okay, and then Gail just cuts her off. Oh. This is too much. And she says, listen... You chose to be adopted. Oh, and it turns out your adoptive parents, actually, you go way back with. I know where this is going. <laughs> well, actually, Gail just went off on this weird tangent where she talked about her adopted cousin and how her aunt adopted the cousin and her aunt has a name that's very similar to the birth mother's name. And Never mind. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> tried to make great hay out of that. Okay. <laughs> well, they're both named Pauline. Well, okay. Next volunteer, I called her sad mom. She has a bad relationship with her son. And oh, this was so interesting. That's all she told Gail. I have a bad relationship with my son. Okay. Gail says, well, that's clearly a past life because clearly nothing bad happened to him in this life here. Oh, okay. Just immediately saying, you must be a very good mom. He's got no reason to complain. Right. You're the person sitting in front of me, so obviously I take your side, sure. mm-hmm. uh, and because from there we'll work forward. What point is there in me taking the side of someone who's not here Paying me to represent? To yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, but also I, so annoying, mm-hmm. so annoying. Yep. Could could permanently alter the course of these two people's relationship with this dumb little sentence. Exactly. Yeah, that's what's so frustrating. And this is true for, I think, mediums in general. What they do that really irritates me is that by creating this storytelling so lazily off the top of your head, whatever uh-huh. just kind of jumps into your head, you throw it out to this person who very likely could take it seriously and it could affect their decision making in the future because you ate banana bread for lunch and your brain went this way when you made your mm. anecdote. I don't know. It's like it feels so arbitrary and just tied to whatever Gail Thackeray just happens to be thinking at the moment. And that bothers me that that has to become important for this person. Yeah, I mean, we all like gather our understanding of the universe and of our own lives in part from information we get from our peers. And 
I feel like people like Gail are giving themselves more than one vote in that process. Yeah. It's fine to give me your opinion. That's fine. I'm even fine with you giving me like your, uh, an opinion that might offend someone else. I'm like, I think I'm more willing to accept that than some, but don't tell me that it's you plus a bunch of guides. Yes. Or it's you plus God. No, it's you. Right. Yeah, that's a really good way of stating it. Yeah, you're gaming the voting system. Yeah. That's what you're doing. You're In bu- the marketplace of reality. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. You're buying extra votes. Yeah. Yeah. Not okay. I'm that's constitutional. Not good. You need to be indicted <laughs> for monkeying with an election. Lock her. Don't. Okay, um, sad daughter. Okay, so the next woman is like, why am I like the mother to my mother? Which is clearly a setup. <laughs> you just want Gail to say that you were the mother to your mother at mm-hmm. this point. But give me a story that I can later on use with that imprimatur of the guides. And so she does. She says, because she was in a past life. Oh. And also... Your aunt was your mother. That's sure. That's right. You set sure. up the T-ball. I'll hit it. <laughs> there you go. And here's here's a little extra. Your aunt was your mother. <laughs> okay. Last volunteer. Another sad sister. She says, my mother and my sister don't speak to one another, and that affects the whole family. And again, Gail gives her that same advice she gave someone else. Work on yourself, and the people around you will change. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Practical. I'm really wishing at this moment for someone to raise their hand and do the whole Tom Arnold, I'm my own grandpa song. Just see what she does with that. Oh, okay. It's, you know, this whole logic about how this person ends up technically being their own grandfather. Okay, fun. (laughs) And, you know, just how she deal with some really bizarre family situation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good point. Yeah. I wonder how she'd react to like those adopted daughters who end up marrying their biological dad. Mm -hmm. I'm sure she'd. Yeah, she'd have a field day. Hey everybody, this is Ross of the Future, just chiming in to talk about Squarespace. Who doesn't love Squarespace? The people who don't know about Squarespace. So, Squarespace is a website where you can make other websites. And you might even say it's an all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Because you need a website, right? And you probably have all these great ideas, but maybe you're not a web designer. Well, with Squarespace, you can create a beautiful website, you can engage with your audience, you can sell anything, your products, content you create, even your time. And if you sign up for a Squarespace website, you're going to have access to an online store. There's guides to help you. Again, you don't have to be a web designer, but if you are, guess what? Squarespace also has all of these advanced tools that you can take advantage of as well. With Squarespace extensions, you can connect your store to vetted third-party tools to extend the functionality of your website. Also, with Fluid Engine, the next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier to unlock your creativity. Start with a best-in-class template and then customize every aspect of your site with drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. And I know what you're thinking, like, oh, I have to download some software. No, it's all right there in the browser. You edit your website on the website. It's crazy, but it works. And guess what? You can go try it out, see if you like the tools, start building your site before you even commit. But here's how you do it and how you let Squarespace know that we sent you. You go to squarespace.com slash no, O-H-N-O, for the free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code ONO to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Amazing, right? All right, just had to get that out there. And while you're at it, check out this amazing show from Maximum Fun. 
I'm Yucky Jessica. I'm Chuck Crudsworth. And this is Terrible. A podcast where we talk about things we hate that are awful. Today we're discussing Wonderful, a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. Hosts Rachel and Griffin McElroy, a real-life married couple. Yuck. Discuss a wide range of topics. Music, video games, poetry, snacks. But I hate all that stuff. I know you do, Yucky Jessica. It comes out every Wednesday, the worst day of the week, wherever you download your podcasts. For our next topic, we're talking Fiona, the baby hippo from the Cincinnati Zoo. I hate this little hippo. Okay, so then we segue into the big show here, the recovered memory regression. I really hope someday you actually go on a segue ride and somehow you work it into the storytelling. <laughs> we segue into the, the jungle segue. and it's a literal segue ride. <laughs> For the longest time, I thought Segway was spelled Segwayway. Oh, like S-E-G-U-E-W-A-Y? Segwayway. So I would write Segwayway. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I like that. It turns out the way's in there. Okay. So she has us write down some things we want to know about ourselves. They can be emotional, physical, mental, spiritual, anything that you want to explain. Why are you smiling? <laughs> I'm just, I did actually see some people riding segues at the Santa Monica beach recently. And if anyone gets close to me now, I'm, I'm just telling myself, I need to make sure to say nice segue to to anybody who gets near me. Or one finger in the air and say segue. (laughs) Okay. Continue with your actual points. All right. So the kind of stuff we're going to be writing down is like, why do I feel, think, or behave in a particular way that confounds me? Or why does my body feel such and such a way? Or what's causing my illness? What's causing my distress? Why are my relationships the way they are? The last person you should be asking this to. (laughs) You're vulnerable. You need guidance. And now you get Gail Thackeray's (laughs) explanations with Gail Thackeray. We all write these on the back of a card. And I asked about my migraines on it. And then she had us turn it over and I believe write our email address so we could go on her mailing list as well, which is so... Peter Popoff, what are you even going to do with this? Please enter my fundraising ecosystem. Yeah, and you know, maybe I'll take good notes and see what it is you're lacking in your life and use that against you later. Who knows? Oh, mm -hmm. she's going to do a hypnotic regression on us. She says it's not going to be like a trance. Don't get the wrong impression. It's more like making up a story, but boy, that sounded really Scientology for a second there. It's not Mm. a trance. Remember, they're always trying to like be very clear this is not hypnosis okay now mm. we're going to do this very hypnosis like thing oh, okay no i didn't for remember that. okay interesting that makes sense so yeah she says it won't be a trance but it's more like you're making up a story but it's not things you'd ordinarily make up so you're going to have the sense that you're just playing along with my instruction Ooh, i don't but like this overrule that analysis this is soupy and gross and let this through and assume that it's real okay okay she says sometimes we block ourselves saying that's not right or that's my imagination don't do that be childlike and then she said does anyone else have this problem a real left brain thinker and i raise i raise my hand a few people do and she she's like i get you i'm the same way i get it so that really made me feel reassured that, oh, that I was going to be able to succeed. And also let your guard down so that you wouldn't question the weird things your brain comes up with. If a cynic like Gail Thackeray can still reach the divine, <laughs> certainly I can. A hard-nosed cynic like Gail Thackeray. <laughs> so she asks again, who has had a hypnotherapy 
obsession or a regression. There are many, many hands. And she says, if you haven't before, you should know people really feel like they're making it up at first, but the repetition helps you have confidence that it's a true memory. And I, I was thinking about this, that she actually like hearkens on the repetition is so interesting because repeating things makes you believe them. Like that's why people have mm-hmm. c- like confidence phrases they repeat to you know affirmations yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. it helps you feel more confident that something's true and that's on also why that's the mechanism of the big lie you know where you just keep saying something often enough yeah and people eventually believe it yeah don't like it right now it seems the stakes are low in this little exercise of coming up with little backstories to your problems mm, okay but I don't like it because <laughs> it's just a really I would say unreliable method that can cause big problems. Yeah, well, I mean, I think one of the problems is if you think you got healed here today, but you're not going to see the effects until you leave. Mm-hmm. I could just see that spelling not getting treatment for something you could have gotten a lot earlier. Right, and then, like we've discussed, now you're away, you're gone from this environment, you're on your own, and all you know is that it didn't work the way you were expecting it to. And there's no recourse, you can't go directly back to Gale. Mm-hmm. Can't, right, right. Can't, can't get your $45 back, but now you're convinced that maybe you did something wrong. Uh-huh. Yep. I don't like it. I don't like any of it. <laughs> so we're going to go into a recovered memory meditation. And this will mimic very closely what's usually called recovered memory therapy, mm-hmm. which is where a therapist or healer or anybody lays someone else down and says, I'm going to help you remember something that you so far have forgotten. I'm going to help you get that back. That information is somewhere in your head, but you don't have access to it right now. But we can, by some method, bring that old memory back to the foreground of your mind. And don't worry, it's reliable. Right. A big problem with it is that it's not reliable. It is, it's an invitation to do a lot of imaginatory work and our memories are kind of imagination machines. Mm-hmm. We, we have this idea of what happened and then we replay the tape and we imagine what happened. And every time we do that, we kind of confabulate the original memory a little bit. Mm-hmm. So famously in the 90s, this ruined a lot of people's lives as they started to believe things had happened to them that hadn't happened. So when I hear <laughs> we're going to do a memory regression, I think of all that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just a popular misunderstanding of how the mind and memory works that allows that to sound convincing. Mm-hmm. We use these analogies of our memory to being like cassette tapes or hard drives or, you know, whatever technology seems relevant at the moment. You know, we're like a security camera. We record things and that can't be unreal. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. but this is the mistaken notion yeah right but it's so much more fluid than that and like if i say hey remember that time when you were little and your dad was wearing the really bright plaid with the neon blue and magenta you you can picture your father wearing that thing Mm -hmm. there you go now you have it in your head you're seeing him i'm seeing my dad wearing something like that i know he never did Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but now i can picture it and if you tell me that that's a real memory there we go it can enter Ross's updated recollection of the past. Yeah, and and this is everyone, you guys. This yeah. isn't like some people. This isn't just people who 
have mental illness or people who have a certain personality feature. This can happen to anybody. Yeah, if it's a bug, it's a bug we all share. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so some people are even more prone to it, but everyone's a little prone to it. Don't Even the people who have like super memories who so, say that they remember every day of their life, still prone to false memory. They just have confidence yeah. that they remember those So things. don't feel like it's some um, personal failing because it's just being human. That's right. That's right. So anyway, that's the mind frame I'm going into this with. Yeah, but so, not everybody else in this room. That's probably right. So Gail says, you know, I'm clairaudient. I hear things rather than seeing them. So this may happen for you. Uh, if it does, it's going to feel a lot like thinking or like mm, making it up. Especially if you're very left-brained. But uh, you might feel a tingle or a buzz in your right ear, which is a great sign that you're getting a message from spirit. That's some pretty good power of suggestion stuff there. Like, oh, once you feel like that tingle on the back of your neck or, you know, whatever it is, the things that you can easily get yourself to feel if you Mm. want to, if you fixate on them. I could make mine. Oh, I'm going to do it now. I'm going to see if I can get my neck to tingle. Yep, I can do it. Okay. I can do it. Yeah. It gave me kind of a shiver up my back, but yeah. Close enough. Something happens. Y'all feel it? You feel the tingle? Okay. So then Gail tells us the story of the first time she got a past life regression. So it was before her spiritual epiphany, which we all know took place at age 40. Mm -hmm. And she had just gone to a hypnotherapist in order to help her aunt stop smoking. Oh, wow. That's dedication. I'm going to go subject myself to a hypnotherapy class so you can stop smoking. Not a class. Just like took her to a hypnotherapist. Oh, I see. She took her aunt to the hypnotherapist. Look at me saying aunt now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm impressionable. (laughs) So he does this meditation with the aunt, but then he says, you know, you, I think you should do it too, and kind of singles Gail out. Okay. And says that she could really benefit from a past life regression. And of course, she's skeptical. She doesn't know if that's a good thing. So skeptical. But she decides to do it. And in that regression, Gail saw herself as a Native American woman. Why? (laughs) Leave the Native Americans alone. Gathering stones for spiritual guidance. Leave them alone. (laughs) She got profound messages during the session and was streaming tears. It was an emotional release. And the hypnotherapist told her that she had been a shaman. Spiritual fetishism is so (laughs) weird, obnoxious. So she was a Native American shaman in that past life. Okay. And do you know how she knows it? Uh, Because she saw it and she was convinced. Mm-mm. because she knew things in that regression that you could not possibly know oh wow as a like, white girl growing up in the uk okay such as such as for example in the vision she lived on a high mountain and the back of her house was a cave and the front was a wooden hut And when she grew up in the UK, the only Native Americans she saw on TV were in wigwams. (laughs) Okay. That's it. That's the story. Yeah, not impressive. She did not even say, and then I went and looked, and indeed, they lived in caves with wooden doors. No, doesn't even tell us that much. It wasn't what I expected. Yeah, Yeah. therefore convincing. Yeah. Oh, my God. So raise your standards of evidence. Let's start the regression. Okay, so we all close our eyes. We lean back in our chairs. There's some beautiful music playing. 
And she says, pick one of those personal issues from your card, relationship issue, physical, whatever, uncross your legs and put white light all around you and see your angels and protectors all around you. And then she does a very classic regression technique, stand at the top of a staircase and start walking down the staircase. Have you never heard this? Yeah, I have. Okay, so she says, picture those steps exactly. It could be ones that you've seen. It can be ones that you haven't, but really picture them and focus on them. And you go down the steps one by one, starting with the 20th step, and you're going 20, 19, and deeper with 18, and deeper with 17. I got to admit, that's kind of fun. with 16. Oh, I'm sorry, yes. Yeah, it does. It definitely relaxes you. Yeah, and Um, it's such an easy visual. mm -hmm. I like it. Yep. And then you find yourself in front of a door, and you open the door. Okay, so as you open the door, she says on the other side, you're going to see a totally different scene. And right away, I want you to figure out who you are, look down at your feet, get a sense of who you are. Are you male or female, old or young? What are you wearing? Where are you? And she's, you know, guiding us through this with very light sing-song, encouraging us to picture what she's saying. Look around. Are you outside? Are you inside? We've taken you someplace pleasant. Figure out who's nearby. Ask yourself, where is everybody? Are there others there? And now go forward or backwards just a little bit to reveal the events we need to reveal to our subconscious. Five, four, three, two, one and look down at your feet and look up and find out where you are. And she's raised her voice into this like anxiety. Yeah. You know, it tells me yeah, like, oh, now. something bad's happening now. It was something good before, but now something's bad's happening. Or almost like make a decision now, like no waffling. Yes, First thing that you see. Too, definitely. So her voice is quickening and she says, there may be people around you. You might feel anxiety, fear, pain. Some of you may have people around you that are not being very nice to you. You may not like this, but hold on to it. See the people there, even if they're being aggressive. Tap into what they're doing while you're there. Get as much info as possible. And the way she's describing it, it's very clear this is supposed to be a memory of conflict with other humans. Oh. It's not an avalanche. It's yeah. someone is murdering you. Okay. Whoa. Right? Something like that. Oh, my. There's a sociologist version of me who who really wishes we could capture all these stories and, like, get the, you know, genders and identifying information and what part of the world they were in. And I feel like if we could put this on a map, we'd get these clusters of an inordinate mm. number of Native Americans and, I don't know, people near Cleopatra. I don't know, maybe we've got some <laughs> Egyptians. Just people, groups that Americans like to go to in their visions of the past. And I feel like we'd ignore entire swaths of the world. Like, where's all the people from Southeast Asia or mm-hmm, Africa mm-hmm. or Argentina? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's my guess. And I think it would be kind of fun to to ask and, and do that map. Yeah. Make that map. Yeah, I feel like you don't hear about Australia ever. Right. Yeah, in these. Yeah, I feel like it says more about just the public spiritual associations than it does Mm -hmm. about actual distribution of people around the planet. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now she's going to basically suggest that we look at people, the people around us in this violent situation we seem to be in, and connect one of our aggressors to someone in our current life. Whoa! So here's how she puts it. Okay. Tap into who it is and why you're there. And I know some of you are getting quite emotional. 
That's okay. Just hold in there. Just see if you get as much information as you can. Look at the people. Look at them in the eyes and say, who are you today in my lifetime today? Look at those people and see if you can recognize them. Yeah, so... Look at your aggressors and find someone in your current life that you can blame this on. Oh, my goodness. Okay. This seems unhealthy. Seems like an unhealthy message to me. Um, and then she tells us to let go of that energy, leave that past life, cut the cords, that bad experience. You no longer need that experience or that relationship seems to be the implication. Like, mm-hmm. maybe you're cutting off this person in your real life now. Just because they ran at you in battle in 1583... Right. ...doesn't mean they need to be your boss now. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Out of all the people on the planet, that's the one that you picked as your boss. Time to quit your job. Yeah, I think, I think that's the implication here. Here's how she says it. And then now say to yourself... I want to release that into a past life. I no longer need to hold on to that energy. We are now going to leave that past life, but before we leave that past life, I want you to see if you can understand that these people that may have harmed you are just simply players in your experience. You no longer need to continue to have that relationship. We can cut all cords. We can remove all negative energy from that experience. We're going to bring through only the positive things. We're going to bring through your talents and your wisdom. Is that how that sounds to you? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Well, make decisions in your current life. Shake things up mm-hmm. based on what you just came up with in this exercise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> um, okay, next... She tells us to picture our own birth, like our birth in this current lifetime. Okay. You're in your mom's womb. We're about to be born. It's now your birthday in this lifetime. We're about to be born into this reality, but we no longer have that karmic energy. It's been cleared and deleted from that lifetime and all lifetimes. Ross is making a frustrated, blown-out cheek face. Mm-hmm. Hmm. The universal symbol for, uh, I give up on this. So that's weird. Like, she seems to be saying all of these karmic ties have been broken, but clearly not, because all of this is about this past life debt following yeah, you. Yeah, this kind of confused me, because she was leading me through my birth to this current life, but she's painting it idyllically. Mm. So she's... It's like she's sort of rewriting the story, I guess, I guess is the idea. This complicates things. I just, I don't see how this is clarifying or minimizing or helpful. Uh, Yeah. And then as she goes on with that train of thought, she's saying, yeah, we all come through healthy and happy, growing a little older. Everyone loves us. So she's, she can't possibly be saying this is the past everyone in this room had. She's already established that it's not. Mm. So it's like she's saying something different. Like, let's picture a different life. What if you had been born a totally different way and totally different things had happened to you? Wouldn't you feel better? <laughs> well, uh, okay, yeah. I guess. I can but- imagine a version of my life that is a little better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It- I don't know. It just sort of made me feel sad. Just like, I don't want to like rewrite my entire memory and like take away the bad things like just for you, Gail. I don't, it was weird. Well, and we talked about this problem in the last episode with Gail and that's that you made this plan for a reason, presumably before you were born. 
right you decided yeah. oh i need these various failures or adversities or physical challenges for myself and now now somehow you're supposed to be resolving or fixing that well no that you chose that for yourself for right. a reason right yeah I, d- I don't understand these are right the odds. only person allowed to square that circle is gail i don't i don't need gail in the mix <laughs> i just don't <laughs> yeah it's fair so we replace all our negative memories with happy ones and that's done oh you have a question sir oh no no Okay. Just just in pain? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so as we come out of that, she asks if anyone wants to share what their experience was. Did everyone have a good experience? There's lots of mumbles. A volunteer raises her hand and she says, I felt energy in my hands and I felt my body shaking, but I didn't really see anything. I just like, I really felt like a quivering, a shaking. It kind of scared me, honestly. Hmm. But it, I guess it was a lot of releasing, but it's just physical. And I don't really know why it happens. Okay. It sounded kind of medical, like what she was describing. I was kind of like, Ugh. But Gail said, oh, yeah, you you only feel it physically because you couldn't see anything. It's a dark torture room. Um, oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> What? Yeah. Why? You you endured some kind of torture. People were pulling you in different ways. There were things on your hips and your thighs. And Gail says, does that make sense to you? And she says, well, I have always had a fear that I have an energy in me that doesn't belong to me. Oh, no. And Gail says, yeah, that's from a past life. Oh, I don't like any of us. Nope. Me neither. Me neither. I mean, geez, if you just like making things up, do improv. <laughs> totally. You're making things up again, Gail. <laughs> yeah, but maybe leave the torture rooms out. Yeah. At least at least everyone knows it's fake and improv. But now, so, also, okay. it seems like she's giving this person a license to be sort of aggrieved about this imagined situation. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. And, and if permission is even the word, she's she's saddling her with yeah. feeling aggrieved by that situation. You yeah. know, those assholes who put me in the torture room yeah, that did this to you, like that I didn't know about five minutes ago. Yeah, I really think when people hear this the first time, this idea of like trauma causing everything in your body, it feels like freedom. But I think eventually it does not feel like freedom because mm-hmm. you're. Slowly disenfranchising yourself from the people who might support you in your struggles by framing mm. them all as villains in your story. Right. And yeah, I just feel like I've just watched that happen over and over. Oh, this complicates everything. All the people around you now, it's not just the relationship you have with them. It's some compounded relationship uh, over multiple lifetimes where, mm-hmm. geez, well, now you're my podcast co-host, but before you were my sister. And then at some point, like, <laughs> I was- fucked. I then was, I killed you. And I was your mother. And yeah, big mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. That's not, no. Totally. Why would anyone want this? Um, it's like just the power of storytelling. Totally. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just we like, want stories. We're storytelling animals. And if it were true, you'd want to know. Mm-hmm. You know. Yes. Yeah. Big if true. Yep. So Gail's still on Volunteer 16 and she asks her if she has a brother and Volunteer 16 says, no. And she says, okay, someone who's like a brother. And she says, no. Oh, wow. And she says, like a brother, but a bad brother. It's a bad relationship. Someone who holds you down and spits in your face. (laughs) Preferably male, but I'll take anything at this point. (laughs) 
And she she sits there and she thinks and she she just sort of shakes her head. She can't think of anyone. I'm not she, used to this Barnum statement failing. <laughs> and, and I mean, this poor woman. All she wants to know is why does my body shake when I try to do a meditation? Mm. And now Gail's off on this like your brother and you were tortured. Ugh. Okay, so Gail's still on the imaginary brother, and she says he's quite aggressive with you. And she says, "We still haven't I, established this guy." I just I don't know, like. Today, like in my adult life today? And Gail's like, yes. She's like, okay. Um, well, okay. I okay, okay. I would say that in my work environment. Oh no, now my- poor Kevin at work. <laughs> totally. Is um, her, the bad guy, the brother who tortured her in a past life. Right. My bosses, my bosses are are always like that to me. She says, okay, yes, they were your persecutors from past lives, and now they're recurring in this lifetime. And she says, do you have a lot of fear around those men? And she says, yeah, yeah. And I now give- that you say it, yeah, and it's even worse. <laughs> and I give my power away to them. And I'm thinking like, I mean, that might be true, but I'm thinking it is your boss. Mm-hmm. You give them power. That's part of the deal. Mm-hmm. You know? Ugh, I don't know. So Gil's- I hope work wasn't paying for this workshop. <laughs> She works at Conscious Life Expo. <laughs> She's like, Mark in the back is my boss. He's the worst. Ellen Steinfeld. <laughs> but no, they were persecutors from past lives. Now they're recurring in this lifetime. And Gail says, yes, yes, something happened to you in northern France in a past life. Are you from northern France? And she's like, no. And she's like, yes, exactly. It's past life. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So that's exactly what I meant. Mm -hmm. So then bless this woman. She drags Gail back to the problem she actually started with, kicking and screaming and says, I just need to understand what's happening in my body. I oh, right. Sh- That's where we started. I shake all the time. Oh, so she's already aware of this. It didn't just emerge as she was doing this one exercise. Right. This has happened to her before. It's even worse when she's meditating. And we've moved from there to suspecting our bosses at work of formerly torturing us in the past life. That's right. No, this is not efficient. This does nothing. <laughs> it's bad for everybody. Yes. Um. So Gail says... Well, you shifted all that energy today, so you should feel better already, but you'll feel it really going away over the next few days. Now that you're giving all your male coworkers the side eye. <laughs> right. And like your tremor or whatever is going to go, and hopefully it's benign. But Jesus, this is none of your business, Gail, like calming her down about what her medical conditions are. You this don't know. Where we in- immediately need to capture this woman's name and contact information. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, I think that's so much of these things. Yeah, and then contact her a month later and be like, oh, still shaking? Okay, well then forget everything Gail Thackray said. <laughs> right, right. Disregard. Hopefully she hears this. Okay, so next person says that they had a not great father- And he's now 90. He has Parkinson's. She's his caregiver. He's a narcissistic energy vampire. He sucks energy out of me. Oh, man. And Gail says, and you're psychically sensitive, so you pick those things up. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I do. Well, anyway, in my regression, I stepped out of the door, and there were mountains and snow, and I was wearing layers of cotton. Seems inefficient for snow, but okay. (laughs) And she says, I felt like I was in like Norway or something. I had a drape over my head. I feel like Norway, we don't hear that much. Yeah. Give her that. All right. Though since Frozen, all bets are off. (laughs) She's thinking of the Sami people, yeah. (laughs) Oh, you think so? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I had a drape over my head and a shawl and a skirt and kind of little pointy boots. 
Ooh, accessorizing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess Gail did have you look right down at your feet. Yep. And so when I went back in time, I was having a baby and there was a medicine man at my feet and there were women around me and I was giving birth to my dad. That's so- a sentence you don't want to hear out of context. <laughs> But bless this girl. How close is she following? She's just picking up every single little Gale Thackeray plot point she can. She's like, I was a medicine man in a past life in Norway. Uh, and my dad came out of my crotch. Uh, what are you showing me? Just one of the Sami Oh, people. one of the girls from... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this could be what she thinks she is. Yeah, I'm a good student. I'm giving you exactly what you were asking for. Yep. I, too, am one of the people who gave birth to my mom. So then Gail asked her something that's a red flag to me, but she did not expand on it. She said, was there a period of time that you were unaware of all this? (laughs) Yeah, my entire life leading up to five minutes ago. (laughs) True. What I think of is, since this started with her dad not being a great dad, it sounds like a repressed memory claim to me. Oh, okay. But it could not be. There's a lot of ways that sentence could go, so... Hard to say. Gotcha. So Gail says, in this lifetime... Pointy boots. Ah, uh, there we go. This is where she was from. But yeah, that looks like Frozen, right? Oh, yeah. That, okay, That yeah. is the people group it's and, based on. And do they all wear pointy shoes in Frozen? I don't know, but I found the picture of people wearing pointy shoes, and I'm, I'm content. But I want to know if she got this idea from Frozen. Frozen pointy shoes. Oh, yeah. Well, it's Kristoff, uh, who is like the Sammy people. And yeah, I think he does have points on his boots. Oh, yep, he has pointy boots. He sure does. Yep, okay, there you go. So Gail says, you're going to notice that your dad is a nicer person now that you did this healing. So there you go. Let's hope that's true. Yep. Chill out, cantankerous 90-year-old narcissist. (laughs) So our next volunteer was a guy, first guy. First guy, okay. And he saw himself in 1200s France. And this is a quote. My daughter was my mom, my soulmate was my little sister, and my ex appeared as my father. I was going to call this literally incestuous. I don't know, but this feels incestuous. This is just weird. I Expand I just, your circle, people. <laughs> I love that everyone is just catching on this quickly. They're like, oh, you got one, I got three. This is like uh, Dorothy coming back at the end of The Wizard of Oz saying like, you were there. Oh, you were there, sure. You were there, you, you were there. too, why not? Yeah, because when we're kids and someone asks us to make up a story, who do we use? Yeah, mom, mm. dad, brother, sisters, mm. the people in our immediate Oh, yeah, 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 that's true. Environment. I don't just this just feels very solipsistic and basic. And I just got this information from you and regurgitated Simple. It to you. Yes. Yeah. My dog was my cat. My giraffe was my panda. <laughs> Uh, so he says he feels now that his daughter was his mother in a past life. And Gail's just sort of like, mm. And then she says... I don't want people thinking about this about their kids. <laughs> that your d- daughter was your mother. Yeah, especially <laughs> not like your wife. I don't know. This is, gets very uncomfortable. <laughs> the like implications it. of the, You like it. Okay. <laughs> so Gail says the energy will all change around this now. By going there and understanding it as he has today. So that whole situation with his daughter being his mom and his soulmate being his little sister and his ex appearing as his father, that will be solved. What is she unleashing on his family? I especially don't like it when you're, I don't know, thinking of someone who is in a non-boinking relationship in your life, (laughs) in a boinking relationship in a previous life. Sure. I don't know. It's it's a road too far. Yeah, it's weird. Stop crossing those lines. (laughs) 
Okay, working on others. So next, she's going to talk to us about how to do this for other people. Because remember, a lot of us are healers here today. Yeah. So first of all, she tells us to practice the feeling we're feeling right now, and we will have it more. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, there you go. Good job, Gail. You said a true thing. Yeah, she said, you may have a feeling or a sense or a glimpse of a past life today, but once you open that crack, you see it more and more and more. I'm like, well, that's yeah, the danger. about it. Yeah. Yeah. But she wants us to get more psychic so we can work on others now because everyone here can get certified in this technique today. But we need to bring our highest vibration in order to help others. And it could make us a bit spacey. Is everybody okay with that? And like this room, yeah. Okay <laughs> At the Conscious Life Expo. <laughs> is it okay if we get a little spacey in this room? Is that okay? Um, okay no, I have a business that? meeting in an hour. <laughs> I need to I need to go trade stocks. I, I got to do it. On the hour every hour I trade stocks. Day trader. Only Mark in the back of the room is a day trader. Okay. So, she says you don't want to be in your highest vibration all the time because you know it makes you spacey, it makes you unable to plug into the other parts of your life, which is why we want to be able to choose to get into that space, which is what we're doing now. So first of all, we're going to do some chakra cleaning to get you the most powerful you can be. We put our hands on our throat. We put our hands on our heart. We put our hands on our third eye. The third eye is for giving and receiving messages. The heart is for removing negative energy. The third eye is for removing anything that's blocking you from seeing psychically. And of course, the third eye is going to be the most important. Mm -hmm. So we want to get that spinning, that chakra, that energy wheel. You want to receive clairvoyance, see directions, see things through the psychic eye. And then she says, release and whoosh. And then she said, and then just feel that buzz. Keep your eyes closed and see if you can see that blue purple color. Oh, okay. Which does kind of make you see a purple blue color. Sure. One of those things like the tingle on the neck, you mm -hmm. can suggest it, it'll happen. Voila, we've verified a supernatural occurrence. It's funny too, because if you make that very specific, if you say, see the purple tiger with the policeman's hat then we just go ha 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 you of course i'm seeing that you just said it mm -hmm. but if you make it kind of vague like this mm -hmm. it's suddenly magic right right so look around the room with your third eye with your eyes closed it might feel like your imagination but you'll start to see the room and you'll start to see spirits and you might see your main guide the one who has been with you through it all. Oh. You're going to see them in a misty ball of purple light. Some people see them visually. Some people just feel it. And so the very first image I got in my head was Jim Carrey as Bruce Almighty. Oh, wow. Okay. And Carrey's showing me Jim Carrey as Bruce Almighty with like a yo-yo that looks like the planet Earth. That's right. So this is the poster for the movie Bruce Almighty starring Jim Carrey from, God, what, 2010? Somewhere uh, around there? Oh, even, oh, goodness, Earlier? early 2000s. Okay. But this is immediately what I saw because he was coming out of the clouds. Uh, this is this is the image my brain This is your up. guide. So I am committing Bruce Almighty, which I have never seen. <laughs> that character is my spirit guide. Okay. Yep. And all always right. has been for all of eternity. Okay. Yep. That's what came to you. That's what came. This guided visualization. Yep. Okay. That's what she said to accept it. I'm accepting it. Verified. So then she had us gently open our eyes. <laughs> 
All I've got with me now is Jim Carrey. You're like, all righty then. (laughs) And then she preps us for healing the others. So what we just did for our understanding, for understanding ourselves better, we're now going to do it for others. And she says, who here does Reiki? Oh. And I don't mean to brag, but I was (laughs) given the Reiki energy in 2014. Mm -hmm. So I raised my hands. And so do about 40 other people. And I'm like, oh, there's a lot of reggae people here. But (laughs) (laughs) it'd be more impressive at like a developer's conference. Yeah, true. Yeah. This reiki is really widespread. So she says, if you remember your reiki symbols, you can do that to energize your hands. And I do remember one of them. So I did it. But even if you don't, I can make you just as powerful. And here's how. You ready, listeners? Tincture. (laughs) <laughs> no tincture. You can do this without any props. Okay. Tap three times on your crown. We're doing it. Yeah, like we're saying, good boy, good girl. <laughs> tap three times on the left hand. Tap three times on the right hand. Put hands out in front of you. Call in energy and feel it coming down from above and say, I am activating. I'm calling down energy from above. I am activating. I would like my spirit guides to come in and help me. I would like my spirit guides to come in and help me. And as you hold your hands out in front of you and the blood drains from them, you'll feel a tingle in your hands. She did not mention the blood I am. (laughs) And bring white light in and raise your soul vibration of your heart and your highest chakras. Okay. You doing that? Yeah, there's a visual component to all of this and okay. and yeah, I can I I feel the sensation. Okay. Yeah. You may feel your soul body leaving. You may become lightheaded. Take deep breaths, try to float out of your body. If you're listening to this podcast in a car, please don't float out of your body. But if you're in the passenger seat, that's fine. You can float out of your body. (laughs) She says, this is a great time to be in tune, to do healing work. But we can't do that right now. So we're going to bring ourselves back. We're going to get grounded, disconnect, vacuum your body with your right arm. Whoa, vacuum? (laughs) She rubs her right arm over her left shoulder and then her left arm over her right shoulder. Okay. Like vacuum sealing ourselves back in our bodies? I think it's like vacuuming off the energy. <sighs> oh, okay. Uh, she calls that crisscrossing the body. And she says, that's how we get in and out of the zone when we do a healing. And now you'll do them on one another. Now, a problem is we've all just done them. To yourself, so you're good, right? Yeah, but okay, we're going to see another scene, I guess. This is like uh, in Scientology when you've gotten rid of all your Thetans and then you get to like a level of OT where you're like, now we're going to get rid of more Thetans. And you're like, wait, I thought you already told me we got rid of all of them. (laughs) Oh no, L. Ron Hubbard developed a new thing and it invoked new Thetans that somehow we weren't aware of before when we said you got rid of all your Thetans. Oh no, this is never ending. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So we're going to do this team healing where we basically split off into duos and we do this on each other. Mm-hmm. And she leads us through the whole process, but truly the whole process is the same as what you just heard. It's mm-hmm. just now me being the voice of Gail. Now you're a pair once. of lonely ones who were meant to be a two-o. A <laughs> yes, duo. is that a song? Yeah, from an American tale, a Don Bluth film. A duo, a duo, a pair of lonely ones who were meant to be a two. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that's been forever. (laughs) So a woman right over by me, she asked to be near me. I say, oh, I'd love that. And I actually, at first, I thought she was a listener I had met earlier at the conference. Oh. So I was like, um, did we meet before? And she's like, I 
I don't think so. In a past life, we did. Yeah. So either it wasn't. Did you torture me in a past life? (laughs) I think it wasn't a listener, but if it was, you did a great job. So she was from Michigan, but she lives here in LA now. This is her first time there. And she was really nervous. She actually said, what I'm trying to figure out is my anxiety. I'm just so anxious. Oh. Yeah, I really kind of immediately went into like comforting mode. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, that's a really common problem. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to call her Sarah. And Sarah wanted to experiment with being the client first. She wanted me to be the healer. Okay. So I went through the whole thing. I lead her down the staircase. I walk her through looking around. And so Sarah comes back out and I ask her about it. And she did see some things that appeared meaningful for her. Like there's like a reference she kind of connected with with sports that I didn't quite follow. Um, And then she also saw a submarine with very long hallways. Mm. Later that year, a submarine would be a big news story, but it did not have long hallways. Submersible, at least, yeah. Okay, then we switch. Sarah walks me down the hallway, and um, what I wrote down is that I saw a tennis court from my old high school, and that I had the feeling of my partner... I was like playing tennis with a partner and the partner's trying to support me, but they're simultaneously kind of let down by me. Like I'm doing a bad job and they're being encouraging, but I can also see they're frustrated Mm. and like, come on, why aren't you better at this? Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to live up to the expectation and I'm failing and uh, like trying to chase around this ball. uh. And I guess I wrote down, maybe the partner is my brother? (laughs) Question mark. Uh, And that's about all the wisdom I got out of that. Okay. So we get out of our little not a trance and <laughs> we start telling each other about our little stories and kind of trying to make meaning out of them. But both of us are kind of like, huh, okay. So, yeah, well, I never played tennis. I go, I've never been on a submarine. You know, <laughs> this means nothing to either of us. And then Gail is like, oh, oh my gosh, we're running out of time. Okay, listen, um, everybody come to my booth after this and share your insights. And in fact, I accidentally left the certificates at the booth. Oh. So, gosh, I've never done that before. Why don't you go and meet us at the booth? And I like that not only is the certificate so easy to achieve, you just attend this workshop and you get the certificate, but you don't even have to do that. All you have to do is know to go to the booth and be like, oh, I would like my certificate, please. Totally. Yep. Also, her I could booth, have gone by and gotten a certificate. Almost certainly. Yeah. Also, her booth was uh, she was selling so much stuff. I was like, did you mean to leave your certificates there to mm. get us back to your booth? Mm-hmm. And can everybody here really fit at your booth? No, they could not, Ross. No, they could not. There was a line. And her daughter, who couldn't be more than like 14, was running the booth while she ran to find the certificates, which took a long time. Now I'm really wishing I knew and I had gone and gotten my certificate. Oh, I should have called you over. Yeah, Um, you should (laughs) have. Sorry. But her, her daughter was taking appointments for Gail's healing sessions as she stood there. So we're all standing there silently waiting for our certificates to come. And her daughter's like, does anyone want to do a healing session? And people are like, oh, yes. Well, we just did. Okay. And so her her sessions start filling up while we're all standing there waiting. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Seems like that could be by design. Yep. I bet this daughter has stories to tell. Yeah, I hope she does one day. Uh, oh, and by the way, a private session was 150 bucks. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So Gail comes back with her certificates, and I could hear her speaking to the woman in front of me as she got hers, and Gail asked her what she got out of the experience, and she said she saw a lot of trees and animal pelts, and Gail was like, ah, yes, you're very aboriginal. 
You must have tapped into true source energy with this one. Okay. Um, and then I got up there and I told Gail that I'd had these visions of like a tennis court and ice skating and PE class. And, you know, I kind of saw this sports theme um, and maybe like the expectations of others, you know, letting them down with not being good okay. enough yet. Yeah, yeah. And Gail said, ah, they're showing you that you're going through all your childhood traumas and clearing them. I wish she knew exactly what to say to you. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. What? Why? Oh, just because she's reinforcing the whole trauma thing. Oh yeah, yeah. She should carry just Poppy. Screams trauma at me. <laughs> so as I leave, <laughs> I'm flagged over by these people sitting at a table like three tables away, mm -hmm. and they're like, "Come over here! Come over here!" I come over, and it is Lori Spagna's team. Oh. Uh oh. And they hand me her flyer. Okay. I'm sure you're worried for a second, like, oh, no, do you recognize right. me? Right, yeah, because it was like... Because you're Lori Spagna enemy number one. <laughs> and it, I really felt singled out, too. It was like, there were a lot of us. It was like, ew. Huh. So this guy hands me a flyer, and he says, she told me to give this to you. What? And he points at Lori's picture, and I'm like, she wants me to go? And then... His face totally cracks and he he laughs. He's like, I'm just kidding. I'm just saying that to everybody who passes by here. I'm just a friend of hers. She's in the bathroom. Aww. Anyway, her name's Lori Spagna and you should come to <laughs> What a cut up. Oh my God, it had like scared the living Jesus <laughs> into me. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, she's trained her staff to recognize Carrie Poppy. Pull her aside. <laughs> Call me in for like weird <laughs> duels or something. Yeah, yeah. She's going to meet you behind the schoolyard at six. <laughs> she's going to try to beat you up. And like leaves just like her own picture and she's like, just point at me and say, I want to see her. <laughs> um. Anyway, I wrote in my notes, they laugh. I laugh too, though I don't know what the joke is anymore. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> That's got, the end of my notes. Got deep there. <laughs> wow. Okay, yay, Gail Thackeray. Uh, yeah, there's a lot Gail. to this this person. Yeah. We've got to read her uh, sex industry memoir. We probably have to. Due diligence. Well, thank you for sharing those thank two you. events that you attended at Conscious Life Expo with Gail Thackeray. You're welcome. It was an honor and a privilege. And Gail, if you're out there, we'd love to have you on the show. Absolutely. The door is open. But not literally. Now look at your feet. <laughs> That's it for our show. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer. You can support us by going to MaximumFun.org slash join. That's where you can become part of the Maximum Fun family, get bonus content, and uh, just feel good about you because you've made our lives possible. And remember... And he became my grandchild because he was my daughter's son. My wife is now my mother's mother and it makes me blue. Because although she is my wife, she's my grandmother too. If my wife is my grandmother, then I am her grandchild. And every time I think of it, it nearly drives me wild. This has got to be the strangest thing I ever saw. As husband of my grandmother, I am my own grandpa. I'm my own grandpa. Everybody! I'm my own grandpa. It's a funny, I know, but it really is so. Hey, I'm my own grandpa. Hey. 
Hey, when you listen to podcasts, it really just comes down to whether or not you like the sound of everyone's voices. My voice is one of the sounds you'll hear on the podcast Dr. Game Show. And this is the voice of co-host and fearless leader, Joe Firestone. This is a podcast where we play games submitted by listeners and we play them with callers over Zoom we've never spoken to in our lives. So that is basically the concept of the show. Pretty chill. So take it or leave it, bucko. And here's what some of the listeners have to say. It's funny, wholesome, and it never fails to make me smile. I just started listening and I'm already binging it. I haven't laughed this hard in ages. I wish I discovered it sooner. You can find Dr. Game Show on MaximumFun.org. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows. Supported directly by you.